based on a true story. Names are locations for change. In the writing of the story, this is based on a true story. To protect the innocent. The way she's looking at me is looking like the look of love. I know a simple hello just wouldn't be good enough. I'm kind of shooken up. Cause I can tell from jump A girl like this isn't for hooking up There's a depth to a character Only a man of equal standing Should stand a chance of ever having her Baby got me feeling small Though I'm 6'2 I'm caught up in the rhythm While I watch her hips move I take a sip of courage Just to get my words right The way to start a conversation All for love at first sight I finally decide to approach her Heartbeat rises every inch As I get closer Am I wilder? I think I see you smiling, her gaze locked on me and I can tell she's dialed in My name is Iron, she said they call her Bruni She said you look so nervous as I see you walking to me Cause this start only seems to happen in the movies And I never thought that this could ever happen to me truly I'm glad that I chose to lift the barrier I told my man I got a feeling that I'm gonna marry her This is based off a true story This is based on a true story This is based on a true story What's to happen and everybody, it is your favorite MC slash favorite RT. I am AKA Flo Rogan, AKA Richard Strong. And if you know a nickname for Richard, you understand why I chose that name. Welcome to the Black and Red Room and welcome to Deep Thoughts with Iron episode 30 something. It's a good thing when you start forgetting the uh, amount of episodes that you have. I was supposed to drop this one last week, but I don't know if this is age and I'm just becoming an old motherfucker. I don't think I was drugged. I've been drugged before. I was drugged in Mexico back in May at my man Anthony's um, wedding. That's a story for another time. I'll just say the bartenders were trying to get the girl that I was at the bar with, I think, fucked up so I can smash easily. But I was drinking bitch-ass D. Serrano. She was drinking Hennessy. We may or may not have been showing certain extracurricular intentions after this drink at the bar. And it almost seems like those guys are trying to give me like a <laughs> like a lob pass. And, you know, yeah, I tell a story. Throw a lob pass at me and get her buzz to get me laid easier. And I think because she was drinking Hennessy, which I can't drink, Hennessy turns me to a different, completely person. And my dick don't work on Hennessy at all. I heard Henny dick is supposed to make the dick stronger, like literally Richard Strong. Nah, that shit is like dead meat. And no pun intended. I just thought of that. I like that. No dead meat. That's pretty good. I might write that down to use that at another time. So I'm drinking D Serrano because my man uh, that I met there, actually my boy Anthony's boy Jarrell, put me on to that. I said, this shit is delicious. And I can drink the whole bottle and not be drunk because it's like seven proof. And I was drinking that motherfucker and she was drinking a Hennessy and I think they gave her the Henny. <clears throat> Excuse me, they put the drug in the D Serrano. All I know was I know how to handle my alcohol. I don't know how to freak we got into this. I'm trying to curse less. I don't know how to freak. We got into this topic, but so be it. Black and Red Room, it's my show, man. This is about the Iron Man. It's about me. All I know is 
I had gotten drunk where I dropped her on the beach, like literally dropped her. She wasn't a big girl. Dropped her on the beach. Um, we went back to the room. I don't even remember going back to the room, quite honestly, with you. I was, um, hold on, let me change the levels on this real quick. Yo, yo. Probably should have checked this earlier, but that's fine. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll change the volume of this later. Um, we went back to the room, whatever. Basically, everything was a blur to me. And the next day, I had to kind of ask her, like, yo, what happened? She was like, nothing. Like, we were cool. Everything was all right. The reason why I think I was drugged is because if I'm going to get, and I saw a picture that I took with her, I'm spaced the fuck out. I'm zombied out. Shoot, I curse right there. I'm zombied out. And I woke up. A few hours later, 100% perfect, and went back and drank with my dudes. And in my mind, I'm like, if I was that drunk and hungover, if I if I was that drunk, I would have been hungover. I got up fine. So be careful in Mexico. And the reason why I got into that is because I'm kind of in another way explaining how this episode got delayed. I went out last week to a Jets game um, with, funny story, my mom's. Last boyfriend who was with my mom from when I was in high school to when my mom passed when I was 26. So this man was very important to me. <clears throat> and we linked up again by like the universe just kind of putting that together. 12 years later, I went out to a Jets game with him and his brother. I ran into somebody else that I know that he knows, you know, small world shit. So I'm chilling. I'm in and he get busy. He drink and everybody drinking and I'm drinking. And I'm drinking Bronx Ale, Bronx Brewery. I'm getting better at it, guys. Peep that. Support the hometown. And only had four beers. I met some dudes just walking to my car. I don't know. People like me, man. It's, it's a good feeling. And we're just talking. These kids was like 22 years old. They hand me your Bud Light. 22-year-old shit. You know, no offense. 22-year-old white boy shit. Cool kids. They was from Florida. I made sure the can was not, you know, cracked. I'm not dumb at this. Had that. And then we had a shot before we went in the game. And when we got into the game, yo, I was fucking lit. First quarter, I was smacked. I didn't know if Joe Flacco was playing, Joe Namath was playing, Joe Lewis, Joe Rogan, Joe Budden. I didn't know who was quarterback for the Jets. Truth be told, Joe Budden probably would be just as effective as Joe Flacco. But or regular Joe or Joe Crack or whoever you want to put there. But long story short. I was supposed to record that episode that Sunday night. By the time I got home, didn't drunk drive. I went back to the car, middle of the first quarter, and took a, took a nap for like an hour and a half and drove home. So that's why long winded way, five minute, 27 second way of saying that's why this episode didn't come out last week. But this episode to me is like an extremely important one. And this is when it hits the hits really hard for me. Because it is something that has transformed me for better or worse. And I'd like to think for better. Transform me into the man that I am today. It's transformed me into the Iron Man, the Eric, the whatever you want to call me. My first name is actually Greg, guys. I'm throwing that out there in the universe. So if you didn't know that, my name is also Gregory. But that's a confusing part of my life. Because <laughs> Greg is my dad's name. And my mom was definitely not calling me that. But yeah. I'm a junior, people. Go figure. But anyway, this episode is about breakups. And for me, there has been nothing more. Um, there's been nothing more 
impactful in my life and the change that is made in my life than the two major breakups that I've had. The reason why I really want to come into this because this isn't a new topic. We've all gone through it. All of us have gone through a breakup at one point or another, or we have been the one that caused the breakup or was there, excuse me, the person that ended the relationship. But I wanted to get into this because I'm talking to somebody now. I know somebody now that is dealing with an ex and they're, they're, they're younger than I am. And she's telling me the things that the ex is doing and I'm listening and I see myself in him. A lot of the things that he's doing a lot, not all, not all, <laughs> but a good amount of the things that this young man is doing. I saw myself. I see myself in him. And part of me kind of feels bad for him, not in a pity like your pathetic way in a damn, bro. I was here. I was here not that long ago in my 30s, mid 30s, you know, and in my early 30s. 30s was fucked up. <laughs> ah, shit. Curse number two and curse number three added on to it. Fuck it. Number four. And it made me want to kind of do a little more research. We obviously live in a world where, or in a society where men generally have not been able to vent, feel, cry, be, well, we can be angry, but cry, be sad, be remorseful. It kind of isn't accepted now. And if there's any good thing that has come out of the manosphere, and I'm not here to argue Kevin Samuel and Derek Jackson, even though that dude's hilarious, how your guys kind of liked him. But I'm not here for that convo. But they have done a good job of doing what I have been trying to do for years on a bigger scale because I haven't been able to reach that scale. Talk about men's feelings. Oh, let me adjust this microphone. Talk about men's feelings. And as I'm looking at what this young man is going through, I think he kind of just needs more of an outlet. So it made me think of, well, it made me look up breakups between men and women. And hold on, I got some notes. I got this new thing where it's supposed to stop the background noise. It's like a foam, foam, F-O-A-M, booth. But this shit is shoot. It's, it's, it's. I don't say it's not, but I'll be important. It's blocking my view of my computer, so bear with me a little bit. So I, I wanted to look up breakups, find a lot of information, a lot of information, a lot of fascinating information, actually, that I didn't know was around even when I was going through my breakup. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But when I went through my last breakup with R, I'll call her, I did a lot of studying of relationships. And even with that, I missed a couple of things that I found during this report or investing research, probably because I wasn't coming from the same place of hurt and I wasn't looking for that confirmation bias. But here's a couple of things that I found. By 30, we'll have three breakups and one changes the quality of life for weeks, months, or even years. For me, I've only had two real girlfriends. I've had other, you know, minor, not to say they're minor people, but I've had less serious relationships, less minor. I had more minor relationships, more minor. I think that's, a, I don't think that works, but these two really kind of set me back and both of them affected me 
for the long term. The last one affected me even more. And again, we'll get into that later. I'm going to talk about my personal journey a little bit later. If you listen to any of my music, you can kind of see where it comes from, especially Dr. Della. But I did my research. Again, three breakups by 30. Women, I, I meant to write this down, but I didn't write down the source. But women are more likely to end the relationship. And 70%, Kevin Samuel says this, 70% of divorces are initiated by women. Kind of makes me wonder a couple of things. Why is that? Why are women the ones that end the relationships? Now, I didn't get that far into the research of why. And I think that's kind of a subjective thing, right? I don't think you can say 90% of women broke up because the dude's feet stink or some shit like that, or you play Xbox too much and he's terrible at it. But it did make me wonder, like, you know, for me, I'm owing to, I haven't been the breaker upper. I have been the breakup E, but I haven't been the breakup her. But why am I not that? You know, it's not that me and my first relationship didn't have cracks to where I could have been like, yo, yeah, we got to end this shit. When she ended a relationship, I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, we do need this. Now, I kind of thought it was one of those, yeah, we're going to break up, ha, 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 see you in three months kind of thing. It ended up never rekindling to that level. But why didn't I make that decision to end that relationship with her? Because while I most certainly had my shit, she had her shit too. And this isn't a point finger scenario. This is a, well, why am I not the one that initiated that? And as I think about growing up and all of my male friends, can't name too many different times where my boys told me, yeah, I broke up with her. Unless it was like some wild, wild, wild example. Meanwhile, a lot of my female friends, yeah, I stopped talking to them. Well, I dumped them and this and this. Reasons valid or invalid, that's not for me to judge. So again, this even made me wonder more because I also looked at, and I heard this before, men deal with breakups worse. I can't really disagree with that. I've never been a woman in my life, but I know a lot. And women take it very hard initially, but it seems like men hold on to that shit. And as a man that took two years to get over a girl that I was with for a year, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. And I can still sit here now and say, between my two exes, the first one, 99% over. Her and I went through a lot, but her and I went through a lot of great things too. And her and I actually very, her and I are actually very cool now. I can text her and tell about a show. Like there's nothing sexual, anything like that. I haven't seen her in seven years, six years, but we're good. The other one, I'm 99 point, actually, no, let me switch that number. I'm 98.6% over, but with her, there's still a level of resentment and animosity there. And I don't think it comes from because I'm hurt because I loved her so much at this point And I'm just, you know, babe in the woods. It's not that. But shit, what was the point of that? I'm trying to look. Oh, <laughs> I, I held on to that breakup so long. Sorry, again, I got my nose, but I can't see it with this fucking thing in front of me. Another curse. Hold that. I held on to it so long. 
And I always wondered why, because she was able to move on so fast. It seemed like Elle was able to move on so fast. Elle is the seven-year one, the first girlfriend. So I looked it up, went through a couple of research um, articles, because I don't want to grab the first one. I looked at a bunch of them. The one that stood out to me the most was one done in Binghamton University and the College of London, University College of London. And they did an interesting study where they they um, asked 5,700 people in 96 different countries. So we're dealing with a lot of different point of views and experiences to read the emotional and physical, underlying physical, and I find that interesting, physical pain of a breakup on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being unbearable. And it said women get hurt more emotionally and physically but by very slim margins, 6.64 is 6.58. That looks like a fantasy score of what I lost to because I fucking hate fantasy. And physically, 4.21 3.75. But they also concluded that men deal with breakups and the pain of a breakup a lot longer. I found this interesting. It said women take this guy, one of the research associates, Craig Morris, made um, a statement saying that, well, women take it worse initially based on evolution. It says women have a lot more to lose by choosing incorrectly. That's why they hit harder because they have to not only make an emotional investment, but also a biological investment. So let's say they put their, by his example, let's say they put their decision into a man to have a child with a man. Now, they're nine months out the game. They're nine months more or less out the dating game. Then you have to deal with everything that comes with after that. So they have to be more choosy. Whereas I, as a guy, not Eric, but as a man, I can just run and pop off and run, 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 run. But at the end of it all, it seems like men kind of, have a harder time because like it's an ego shot. You know, men have an ego. For me, I'd like to think that I'm like top tier, top echelon. I may not be a super millionaire, but I'm also not a professional athlete. I don't own a business at the moment. Well, I do, but it's it's going up there, Bronx Boy LLC. Be on the lookout. I'm pretty proud of that. That's in development. But I consider myself top tier. And for me, it's like, damn, you fucking left me? You fucking kidding me? And I wrote in a rhyme, it was on Book of um, Look of Love 2 of Dr. Della. And I said, I forgot the exact line, but I said, um, so many women show me the interest. You didn't choose the show, but you let me go. Your love was, your fight was laughable. So now my love turned to resentment and attitude, something like that. And it was more of an ego shot to me. Whereas with L, I'm like, all right, a little bit of an ego shot. But not as much as R. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? And it's also like, yo, by men, we are competitive by nature. So when you don't choose me and you choose another guy, and I'm not, this is not exactly, I don't know, 150% agree with this, but I do see where this dude is coming from and where the study's coming from. I got beaten by somebody else. It's almost like, this wasn't in the study, but I look at a lot of nature documentaries and I'm trying to be the next David Attenborough who does all of those Planet Herb joints. I don't have a British accent, but I'm going to make Bronx accents 
popular because the hell with that shit. We in America. Shout to London. Shout to England. Shout to the UK. I look at episodes where there's birds and dudes got it. The male birds got impressed the female. Okay. Dudes is flat to dudes. The, the male birds are flashing their feathers. They're doing little dances. They're singing and everything like that. She chooses one. Now, we can't see the facial expressions of the birds because I think that would be weird if you saw a bird with a, 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 a frown on his face. But you know that emotionally hurt that bird. He wasn't chosen. Somebody chose somebody else over me. Whether or not I see that person less qualified than me, I was still not the one picked. And I think that kind of has a big impact on why it takes us so long. Also, it is kind of, and this is for me speaking personally, I'm very picky. I'm very picky. And if there's somebody that I meet and I put that interest into them to where I'm like, yo, you're who I want. You're who I want to spend my life with. You. It's not to say I'm not attracted to other people. Of course I am. I'm human. I'm a male. I chose you. The fact that I did that given... And as a male with a certain amount of options, I don't lack for it. I don't say that braggingly. I don't think anybody really lacks for it, for it at this point, but dating apps and everything. But I don't lack for options. You're the one I wanted to be with, and you shot me down. That's rough because I already emotionally invested in you. And because you are who I chose to invest in, or the fact that I chose to invest that emotion into you and that intention and that time if I did it right. And you shot me down. It's like, damn, that took a lot for me to get there. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty funny because there is a um a video that I saw on Instagram, on, on YouTube, excuse me. And it's by a guy named Matthew Husey or Hussey. And he does a lot of seminars with from what i see is a bunch of women in the crowd every now and then you see a guy in the crowd and he he's almost like the british kevin samuels but not as raw he speaks to women and he talks about it from his point of view and it seems like i've looked at a lot of his comments and it's kind of odd how a british accent makes everything just sound better or an accent in general kevin kevin sounds like a dude that you might see at the store <laughs> this guy seems like a guy you hear on like an Audi commercial. And he's kind of saying the same thing, but maybe not as direct and what some people might call rude. I don't really call it rude, but very direct. This guy's pretty direct too, but I guess he sounds better. And this one gentleman stood up. And this, I believe this video, because I looked up, you know, ways to deal with breakups, breaking up men and women in relationships. I looked up a lot of things. This guy came up a lot. And this one gentleman, I was in a crowd. He was like one man in a sea of women. And I ain't going to lie to you. I can guarantee this dude got a whole lot of vagina that night. Or at least the option came up. But he stood up. And I'm going to play a clip for you. And hopefully I'll play a clip. I'm saying that pre pre-edit. Um, I got a little video clip off to YouTube and you can hear certain things in this man's voice. You can hear the way he's speaking. I enjoy everything you have to say, but I'm a man. So, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what I can take from the male perspective. 
and also um, how do I change the way that I like I'm I'm very I guess reserved and I I dwell on my hurt because yeah. I mean we're people yeah. um, but yeah. like uh, I have a problem with my ex moved on fast and yeah. I was trying to it it hurts man you know it's like we were together for like five six years and when they move on fast it makes you feel like you're not good enough and I just want to know how how can I change my way of thinking and that it was just they were waiting on me and I was waiting on them and it just they just decided to go one way I mean how do I change my perspective on letting stuff go because that's what I need to do I need to let stuff go or I'm going to be unhappy for the rest of my life yes basically said she moved on to another dude four months after I break up and the video and, and him at the seminars two years after the breakup. And he still heard by that. A lot of things that I read said men don't get over it. They just move along with it. And that's true. I carried the weight of R for a very long time. I carried the weight of L for a very long time. And it's hard because this is still a man. And if he voices that. Ah, get out of here, man. And I was wondering why that is the case. I know a lot of women do talk to other women about their breakups and how they feel about things. So they can even go out publicly and talk about it and they'll kind of get coddled more than men would. I found, and I'm going to talk about my experiences with my breakups. I found when I would vent or talk to somebody about how I was feeling about my relationships. And me personally, I'm a very open person. I'm not shy about my feelings. I'm not shy about if you disagree with how I feel. I don't give a fuck. This is my feelings. You're going to beat me up because I feel sad about something. I loved her. You know, that hurt me. But even with that, I found that I went to Kush. I went to Suggy. I went to Anna. I went to Slaja. You know, I went to many other women instead of talking to my guy friends. And I wondered that because while my female friends are wonderful, and if I'm missing anybody, don't don't hate me. It's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Just worked a 13 hour shift on Thanksgiving. While they gave me great advice, they still gave me advice from the point of view of a woman. My boys, Edgar, Bright, Book, Tyrell, Chuck, Mike, Lavelle, whoever. List goes on. L, like there's a huge list. My circle is very strong. Demond, Steven. While I would talk to them about certain things, I wouldn't go as deep as I would with Kush or Slodger or Anna, you know, or whoever, whoever it may be, Suggy, Nat Rose, you know, I wouldn't go as in, her name is Alicia, by the way, I call her Suggy, and Kush's name is Marianne, <laughs> just for the record, you know, I wouldn't go as in-depth with them, but my boys as I would with them, and I had to ask myself why, and it's not that, personally, I feel like the, when I've reached out to my guys about certain things, They've been open to the conversation. Maybe not as with soft gloves as my female friends might, even though Slides is very direct. 
<laughs> you know, and um, a couple of my female friends are very direct. Oh, you fucking up. I was even friends at one point. And I don't mind saying this. My boy, Chris Grant, we have a mutual. His ex is a friend of mine or used to be a friend of mine. And when I was going through the breakup with L, she would tell me shit that was so fucking raw. I'll be like, damn, are you trying to hurt me? But she was being very blunt. My boys would tell me things, and not in a malicious way, at least I don't think so at that time. My boys would tell me things, and they'd be like, it, it would be a little bit supportive, but it would also be like, man, get the fuck over it. You got all these chicks. Get over it. And I wasn't as understanding, most of them. One time, my best friend, and I put this in one of my rhymes, on my man's, my, my best friend, Edgar, the day he got married, or proposed to his girl, excuse me, he was a little touched. I ain't gonna lie, he was a little smacked. <laughs> this nigga told me, shut up and everything. He was a little smacked. He was a little lit, but his message was 100% clear. And he pulled me to the side and he told me about myself. You know, he baked me up while at the same time breaking me down. He did a really good job. That was a real combo. Recently, my other boy, Boku, just got married again. Out of my core four, me being one of the four, I'm the only one that's not married. Book just was the last one that got married in October. He came to me and told me straight up. And this is where I'm going to kind of get into my personal experiences. He had to come to me like a man, very as a big brother, literally as a big bro, and tell me, what the fuck are you doing? And that's another time where talking to a male gave me insight. As a, even as a male that I didn't see. And I had to have a man kind of put me in my place. And what he did was he came to me and he did it in a roundabout way. He did it in a clever way. My man's a lawyer. He did it in a very, he built his case up to kind of throw the jury off. And then he went for the fucking kill shot. And he pointed out something to me and said, yo, you look like a bitter nigga. You look like an angry nigga. And where that came from for me was because I was so angry at women. I've said it before, I had a hatred to women, not a hatred in a sense that I want women to vanish from the face of the earth. No, relationship wise, watching the response to the Kevin Samuel shit. I watched one today and it was like, it still baffles me. And again, I don't try to get into it too much because it's a lost argument. These women was arguing against these guys talking about Kevin Samuels and the guys was telling these women what men want. And they was like, no, that's not what y'all want. And I'm like, okay, I've been a man all my life. I consider myself a professional man, but you're going to tell me what I like. That's like me telling LeBron James how to work on his handle. That's what he does. He's a professional. That's what he does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's like, nah, I'm going to do the in and out from my left 20 times. I'm like, no, you're going to do it six times up the steps, nigga. But I digress. I had such an anger at women. And while my female friends might tell me this, you sound a little bitter, Eric. Now, Rose told me on my show as recently as like April on live air, your energy is low. Your energy is very beta. She didn't say that, but that's kind of how I took that. She was very a point uh, up front. But my female friends were a little more coddling to me whereas my boys sometimes were a little oh get the fuck over it man or like I said you got so much pussy out here you got so many other girls out here 
But when my man Boop and Egger, but when Boop really also put that strength into what he was saying, I had to step back and really look at myself. And anybody that follows me on Instagram will see my posts have changed. Every now and then I'll put something up because I think it's important to the culture. <laughs> but I used to put so many things up that was just angry at women. And that came from my breakups because I still carried that pain. You know, I still carried the anger. And it also was not so much. It wasn't 100% my exes. It was a woman that I was running into after. And it's funny now that my energy is kind of a little bit different. A lot of them are trying to creep back into the scene. And it's like, nah, you can kick rocks with that shit. But it was like a lot of women that I would show interest in during this time after started playing the bullshit. So in my mind, I'm like, well, women are just fucking dumb relationship wise. Just fucking stupid. They just want to go and complain about shit. And then when what they complain about, what they when, when they find what they want. Again, this is my ego. Ego's big. Ego has no place in growing. But my ego was like, yeah, these girls are fucking, how they not fucking with me? You know what I'm saying? I still think that in a sense. I'm, 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 I'm a fly dude, man. I'm pretty good. I'm talented. You know? Yeah, I can do old podcasts about the shit I like about me, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Well, it might be there, but it's not here. I just built up such an anger. And for whatever reason, when my man told me that, and I thank Book for that, when he told me that about myself, I stopped doing it. My energy changed and I started attracting better people, better women. Not better. I want to say that. I didn't really run into like terrible women. I run into some great ones. I run into some pieces of shit. So fuck you all. If you think you're in that category, then you're in that category. I'm talking to you. Hit me up. I'll let you know if you got the green light on the fuck you. And not in the physical in the fuck you like middle finger fuck you. Or if you got the... The, the thumbs down, like, nah, you're cool. I guess, whatever. I had to take that information that he gave me and grow. And I also look at, you know, I started this episode out talking about a young man that's doing certain things that I saw myself in. And that I saw myself doing when I was going through the breakup with R and L. And some of the things that I was doing when I was looking up this topic kind of fit right in with what my, what my, um, what my tendency was at that time. It says a lot of people quitting a a, a relationship ending for men and women, woman, excuse me, is, is, it's almost like quitting drugs cold turkey. Your brain got used to a certain reaction when you saw this person, and now it's gone. I, I even looked up parts of the brain that's involved in this, you know. Um, of course, it's parts of the brain that we've all heard of, like um, the dorsal medial thalamus and the brainstem. Active parts, parts of the brain that are very active when it comes to suffering and loss. And when you have a breakup, these are fucking firing off. You know, these are the parts of the brain that control responses to pain, distress, sadness. They're highlighted. And there's a bunch of other parts in the article that I read that I'm not going to bore you with. You know, again, I'm sure we all have heard of the dorsal medial thalamus. That's in our everyday lexicon. I think I use that word right. But it, it is an actual 
chemical change in us, a brain change, that a change in our brains that kind of fucks us. And you have to try to find a way to get around that. For me, and from what I read, I did a lot of the things that I wasn't supposed to do. And it's funny. Alcohol. I'm already predisposed to that. I did a song on Dr. Dilla. I promote my songs on here because fuck it, I got to do it. Somebody got to do that shit. And shout out to y'all that do support you, man. Thank you so much. Dr. Dilla, I did a song about my dad's alcoholism and then mine. And in one of the lines, I said, let me relapse. Let me recap. I had a relapse. I was hung over when I brought my dad to rehab. Fuck is that about? Pissed at him for the times that he was passing out while I asked for a shot about a glass amount. When I got the first breakup, the first breakup that I had with L, the big one, that was my first year of school, respiratory school. I had so many other stressors. I'm not going to get into all of them, but there was a, everything kind of, you know, when it rains, it pours and it was pouring as fuck in my life. I went to alcohol really bad. Really bad. Not bad, but it was like, let me not say really bad because there are people that have it really bad. My dad being one of them. But. It, it it was it was a lot. It was it was not a good time. And I was drinking to kind of numb the pain, but I was also drinking to sleep, which was kind of an excuse for me to drink. Well, I'm I'm working overnight. You know, I'm doing school all day. I need to go to sleep. Let me drink this. That in itself had its own excuse me. That in itself had its own negative effects on me physically and mentally. I wasn't sleeping. You don't sleep well with sleep with with with, with drunk. Drunk sleep is not real sleep. There's no REM in that. Also, like this article said, self-destructive, part of it was fucking, finding other sex partners to try and fill that void. And I say many times, 2014, 2015, a little bit of 2018, but not as much because I learned from 2014, 2015. I was was in and out of, I was very sexually active. And this is why if you hear any of my other episodes, I say I'm not proud of it because it wasn't that I was doing it because part of it was I had some I had I had a lot of fun. There's a couple of women out there that I'm like, yo, I had a great time. That was awesome. But there was other women that was like, yeah, OK, I can do it. Let me do it. Uh, I don't feel good today. Let me call so-and-so. And I'll never name names on that one. But it's like, yeah, let me call so-and-so because I'm bored. That's self-destructive. I could have got AIDS. I could have got herpes. I could have had a baby. I could have had all kind of shit. Luckily, I'm not stupid. I put a condom on. I'm not fucking nobody raw. But I I was in such a self-destructive mode. In my mind, somehow I'm like, well, so-and-so is going to see all of these chicks, all of these women that I'm getting. She's going to miss out. But at the end of the day, she's doing her. She's with her new guy. She's chilling. She's in Portugal, jumping out of planes and landing on docks of yachts and shit like that. I don't know if a yacht has a dock, but she's landing on decks of a yacht and probably landing on a dick on the deck of a yacht. Happy as fuck. Meanwhile, I'm out here hurting myself, thinking it's hurting her, when really at the end of the day, she don't give a fuck. And it's not, I'm using her as the example because that's the example of my life. At the end of the day, fellas, your girl more than likely doesn't care. Ladies, tell me if I'm wrong on that. But for me, it's like, yeah, she's going to see me living. She's going to see me living my life. And I found myself kind of repeating that pattern. I mentioned this girl a lot. There was one girl 
one girl that I really, really liked, or thought I liked, around April, May. And for whatever reason, I felt like, well, I'm going to make her a little jealous and let her see that I got other women around or I'm not up on her. And that's me listening to this dumb shit on the fucking internet. <laughs> you know, it didn't work. Actually, that worked against me big time. That worked against me big time. And while I don't think she was necessarily the right one for me, I think things worked out a certain way. That I was supposed to learn off of that. I still kind of fucked that up because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to let her see Blah, 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 blah. And then there was another one that I saw that I actually found pretty fascinating because I didn't think this was common. I thought it was just a me thing. It said moving away and starting over. Before COVID hit, I was actually looking up jobs to uh, uh, travel jobs in Washington State and Texas and California. I was thinking like San Diego. Part of it was, fuck it, I'm going to get out of here. She's going to see that I moved on. She's going to see that I've gotten along with my life and blah, blah, blah. Even though my, my ex didn't have any social media as far as I know, even though she somehow suddenly had it when we started dating. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go somewhere else. And I found that crazy because I thought that was just a me thing. Like, I've lived in New York my whole life. The New York dating pool is kind of shit. And it, it, it's, it's funny. I was talking with a guy at my job, uh, a gay gentleman. And he's from Colorado. Well, he lived in Colorado for a while. And I was telling him, you know, I, I've had a fascination with Colorado over the last couple of years. And I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, maybe if I go out there, you know, I'll find something decent because this New York pool is shit. And let me say this, ladies, a couple of women that I have dated listen to this episode. Not all of you. Let me make that clear. Not all of you. Some of you are fucking amazing people. I just wasn't in the space. So let me make that clear. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. But a good amount of y'all was shit. But there were a good, 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 good amount of you guys that were amazing A-plus women. I just didn't bring it. So you can, I can talk about me in another episode if you want, where I have my shortcomings. One of you can guest on it. DM me. Let's talk about it. Tell me why I fucked up at. That's cool. I digress. And he was saying, like, you know, dating is dating anywhere. Even in the gay community, you're going to find shit. You know, you're going to find greatness. It's not necessarily location-based. Which is a little opposite of what, um... Um, I don't know if you heard episode I did about Kevin Samuel. Black and Red Room, we don't just bring bullshit in here. I spoke with Jeff Brentley, who is a psychiatrist and a therapist. Who was a therapist, excuse me. And he was saying New York isn't uh, a marriage city. It's not a relationship town. D.C. isn't a relationship town where he's from. But according to this guy who was a travel nurse, and he was telling me, he's like, eh, I found my boyfriend in New York. But yada, 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 yada. You know, you never know where you're going to find your partner. Just because you move out doesn't mean, just because you move to Denver doesn't mean that the woman in Denver are going to necessarily be better than the woman better, excuse me, better than the woman in New York. And all right, cool. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, I just find the whole breakup and the things that we kind of do funny. I used to watch this guy named Coach Lee. And for the, anybody going through a breakup, Coach Lee is a guy, 
Coach Lee got, he looked like Dexter now. I don't know what happened to him, but Coach Lee used to be kind of nerdy. Now Coach Lee all sexy and, and, you know, like he's suave and everything like that. Not that he wasn't, like, kind of smooth before, but now he's, like, upped it. I think he changed his hair color, too. He would go over breakup advice that I kind of wish I saw before I did a lot of the things that I did. Asking my girl to come back. I did a whole fucking album dedicated to that girl. Well, most of the... Not every song was dedicated to her, but Dr. Dilla was sparked by her. You dig what I'm saying? I did so many things that my mother would look at me and be like, what the fuck are you doing? My mom would be ashamed of me. My mother trained me very well. (laughs) You know, my mother was very brutal and blunt with me. Rest in peace, my mom. And when I was watching Coach Lee, Coach Lee would teach you things like back away, don't communicate, no communication, calm down. Don't express your love to her. Don't kind of run after her. This is something that TV teaches us men to do. This music teaches us men to do. If your girl wants to break up with you, you run after her and you beg for her back and you fight for her. If she has cut off, bro, she has cut off. The best thing that you can do that I've learned from my little studies, Coach Lee, there's a lady named Apollonia Ponti who's fucking fire. I want to do an episode about her. I would love to do one with her. Apolloni Aponte. Look her up. Kind of back up. Let her miss you. Don't look so fucking available. And that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made. I used to write my XL. <clears throat> L. Wow, I'm going to leave that in there. I used to write my XL. And she told me this years later. She's like, yeah, I would wake up in the morning and see these emails and just kind of facepalm. I would write her like fucking war and peace. I miss you and I love you and I'm sorry. And I wish that's not sexy. Because that makes me, A, look super available. Gentlemen, that makes you look super available, which means she can go play the field just like you would because you know that's in pocket. I can play the field, and I know you're going to be there when I come back. That was a mistake I made. I cried over my ex. One thing about me, and I cried over L, but I really cried over R. And I don't say this as a tough guy. My process of grief is not crying. When my mom passed, I can say I've cried maybe three times in 12 years. It's just not how I process. It's not a tough guy thing. It's not how I process. With R, I cried. It was when Joker movie came out. I had to pull my car over. I'm yelling in the car and I have a deep voice. I'm sounding like rest in peace DMX. Like, oh, fuck this. I used to do a DMX thing very well, but that day's over. But I emoted that way. And and, and 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 I thought about that. I'm like, why am I doing this? And then after that, I wrote her this long message like, yo, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't raise the attraction. That kills the attraction. When I see what this young man that I alluded to earlier that I started this episode off with, some of the things that he's saying, he's saying it from a place of pain. And he's also saying it where he's trying to kind of get back at his ex. And it's not working. It's the opposite effect. Putting up memes that are kind of indirect but direct. Guilty. What I love about Instagram is like a time capsule. I can see where I was at a certain time. Guilty. And it's men, men, I'm talking to you fellas. Talk to your other guy friends. But if not, what I can beg you guys to do is don't beg for your girl back. Unless you really, really, really fucked up. And if you fucked up that bad, bro, that shit don't matter. 
let it ride its course. You know, there's that old saying, if it's meant to be, it'll be yours. I don't 100% agree with that. But I do at least 70%. And again, I'm talking from my own experience, from my own point of view. You know, what hurt me so much about R was that I felt abandoned. Was I perfect? Not in any stretch. But it left such an abandonment dilemma in me because it seemed like she was able to pack her shit up and move the fuck on when two months ago it was like we was at my boy's wedding and we was looking like the next married couple we was all on each other see what i'm saying and then she was able to cut that off so easily and as i've grown and i've looked back and i've seen certain things i have my theories on certain things but i'm not here to make any implications but what I did with that, and finally what I did with that, and I thought I did that with L. I took a look. Fellas, take a look at yourself. Because your girl's not all at fault. There's a lot of shit that you probably was was was, was lacking in. With our after the grieving, I started doing more self-reflection. I went to therapy. Not because of her, but it just what happened that I was in therapy during this breakup and I kind of shifted what I was going for, which is my claustrophobia, to her and how that made me feel. I started really taking inventory of what I did actually lack at. And there was a lot of places. There was a lot of places where Ara had every right to kind of look at me like, damn, bro, the fuck are you doing? And now I try to fix that. And it's funny, that broke me down to, they say you, you 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 climb up when you reach the bottom. R put me at the bottom. And I'm not going to put it all on her because there was something in me that was wounded. I don't know if it was my mother passing. I don't know, but there was something in me that was very wounded. And I still haven't really found it. But I've learned how to live with it. Almost like the dark passenger, like Dexter. But I took such inventory and I started writing things down. I started listening to, honestly, whether they're qualified or not. So I listened to Coach Lee. There's a guy named Style OG. Style OG helped me change so much about myself, how I dressed. I dressed like I was fucking 24. Sweats and a fitted. And I still rock my fitted, but, you know, sweats and a fitted everywhere. And I still rock that, but I would rock that everywhere. I didn't have clothes to go out in. Now I got a closet full of shit. And just what happens when I bought all that COVID hit, I had nowhere to go. So I'm sitting there playing fucking Madden with a full suit on. I'm like, I'm wearing this shit somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I upped that part. I even started growing a beard. After I started realizing and growing, I didn't get facial until I was 37. Now I got a pretty decent joint. You know, it ain't it ain't it ain't where I necessarily wanted to be. But I'm alright, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking like a grown man. I learned how to take certain challenges in life and instead of bitching about it, because I did that a lot, self-reflection and self-honesty moment. I did that a lot. I did a lot of bitching. Oh, my God. A lot of victim shit. That's not sexy, man. My girl, she's looking to me to be the leader or a leader or to lead. I can't lead if I'm bitching because I missed a turn and we trying to catch a movie. True story. You know, I look at certain things like that and I had to grow and I bring that into Whoever I'm dating now, and I'm still learning, I'm still fucking up, but I'm a lot better because I took a lot of the things that I learned from my failures and I'm trying to get better at it. So I kind of want to thank R 
I want to thank L. I want to thank these whack chicks out here that was on some bullshit. I want to thank these great women out here that I might have fucked up on. Or where, I don't want to say I fucked up on, even though there might be one or two. But women that I just didn't move to that next level with. I learned from everything. Self-reflection, fellas. Don't point fingers. You can some point. I think it's, it's, it's justified to point some fingers if it's really justified. But my guys, take a look. Take a look in self. Take a look into where you may have messed up. And then try to better yourself. I started taking Spanish lessons. Granted, my initial motivation, because my ex was Dominican, my initial my initial motivation was, well, when she comes back, oh, she gonna meet this new dude. I don't know Spanish. I'm gonna know how to dance salsa. I'm gonna fucking my dress is gonna be crazy. I'm gonna be a little more chill. Now, whether my motivation was right or wrong, was healthy or unhealthy, that's irrelevant. Regardless of what it is, yo hablo espanol un poquito. I at me. Style of dress is pretty decent. I love my hats, and yes, I got a big forehead, but I've always loved hats, but I've gotten more confidence to not rock my hats, though. I will never do a video without one. No, that, that camera is fucking brutal. <laughs> that shit is brutal, yo. Videos, nah. But I say all this, all that to say to all my fellas out there that's going through hard breakups, sit in it, take it. Don't go out there fucking everybody. It's not going to help. That might cause a larger problem. And look at it like this. Let's say your girl didn't want to come back. And from a lot of the things that I see, women generally go back to their exes. I don't know how I haven't had that superpower. And maybe I have. Maybe Elle came back to me many times. Or she... You know what? No. Accountability. R, R put a lot of things to the side. She did. And I give her that. And I give her props for that. So I, I'm not trying to shit. This may sound like I'm trying to shit on R. I'm not. The point of it was that was the breakup that broke me down so much and taught me so much that it made me such a better man. So I kind of want to thank her for that. So I'm not trying to put the blame solely on her. I had my shit there too. But I'm using her as an example to my other fellas. Guys, look in self. Don't beg for your girl back. Talk to her. Let her know that you're interested, that you miss her. Work on yourself. So if she does come back, now you ready. You go out there and you fucking everybody else. And now you got herpes. That relationship is over. You're never going to get your girl back. How do you tell her that? Oh, yeah, well, we were apart. And I got a flower on my nuts. Do you like flowers, baby? <laughs> you always said you wanted flowers, right? Mm-mm. Or now you're emotionally damaged. Or you got another girl pregnant. Or now you're so angry from the dating experiences that you've had while trying to quote-unquote get back at her. Now you're more damaged. And now she comes back and now you're not the man that she even left. You're less than my guys. We need to start a group. What are you going to call it? Irons Men's Group of Pain and Suffering and Growth. We'll make that an acronym. Pause the growth part. I don't know. I'm immature. Fuck you guys. I like this. Listen. I want somebody, a woman, probably Nat Rose or maybe I'll get somebody else in here. Suggy. Suggy would be fucking perfect. I want to counter to this. I want your point of view on this. 
How did you deal with breakups with your man? How did you feel as a person that broke up? Because if there's one thing that Coach Lee talked about, it is your ex is somebody that did love you at one point. And if she sees you going through certain pain, she's going to be affected or he's going to be affected as well. We're talking she because I don't date men. She's going to be affected as well. And there's one thing L told me. L told me it hurts me to see you hurting like that because I loved you for so long. So there is kind of a two-way street here. And I would love to talk to a woman about this on Deep Thoughts with Iron. But I'm going to get out of here. I took 55 minutes of your time, not including the intro. And I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for supporting Hopefully this little thing that I have here, because I've noticed a couple of my episodes as I try, again, I'm not an engineer, as I try to kind of kill the background noise, my voice sounds a little warped, and that's not sexy. I like my voice, and I want to keep my voice as pure as I can. But either way, thank you for checking out Deep Thoughts with Iron. My name is Iron. 